Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. So, Caroline, a little bit sad. You know, we, we've loved the International Space Station, and I'm sure there's going to be some things that happen, you know, after. But it is going to retire in, in about a decade, I think, from memory. Yeah. But yes, but um, you know, we have 10 more years to, to enjoy the International Space Station. But tell us about the planned retirement of the International Space Station. Yeah, so as you mentioned, um, the Biden-Harris administration has just extended the um, term of the function of the ISS to 2030. So we do have 10 more years of fun, of experimentation, of everything Yay. that they do up in the ISS. But unfortunately, they will retire and they're going to crash it into Earth. If they could avoid my house, that'd be great. You know, just find yes. somewhere out there. I, I think they're going to avoid your house, so yeah. don't worry about that. Thank so you I very thought, much. <laughs> I thought I'd go through a very brief history of the ISS yep. um, before we get into why and how they're going to retire. So the ISS actually took 10 years and over 30 missions to assemble. It started with Ronald Reagan in 1984 directing wow. NASA to build the ISS. And he said, just as the oceans open up a new world for clipper ships and Yankee traders, <laughs> space holds enormous potential for commerce today. And I think that was, he's very right about that. He was yes. very right. Because look at it now, space is, is on the way to being commercial for sure. And that was in 1984. And in 1993, US and Russia announced that they would build the space station together. So the first ISS segment launched in November 1998. And it was the Zarya control module launched aboard the Russian proton rocket from Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. Can I just say proton rockets are so cool. Yes. If you haven't seen a proton launch before, people, you, you must. This is their heavy lift um, rocket. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So that was a Russian built component. In 1998, the first US built component launched on December the 4th. And it was the Un Unity Module 1 module. And it joined with the Zarya module. And it was on the, it was the first step to the assembly, assembly, the assembly of the orbiting laboratory. The first crew arrived on November 2, 2000. So we had NASA astronaut Bill Shepard and cosmonauts Yuri Gidzenko and Sergei Krikalev. And they uh, spent four months on the ISS completing tasks necessary to bring the ISS to life and begin began what is now more than 20 years of continuous human presence in space. So humans have been in space for a long, long time now. Amazing. Decades. Yep. Yes. And in um, 2001, February 7th, the Destiny Laboratory module became part of the station and the lab actually increased the onboard living of the space station by 41%. I'm sure everybody who went up there was very pleased <laughs> Thank about goodness that. Thank for that, yes. A bit more room. <laughs> Stretch my legs, yep. <laughs> exactly. Then, uh, yeah, so 
uh, oh yes, and Europe joined the ISS in February 7, 2008. And then in the J- Japan joined mm-hmm. the lab in uh, March 11, 2008. So, you know, we it is a, definitely an international space station. We have many astronauts from different countries coming, performing experiments, spending time. And I feel like the ISS is like a symbol of unity for mm-hmm. the planet, yeah. you know. If only we could behave as well on Earth as we, as we yeah, do as we in, are space. in space. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yeah. So especially Russia and America. So, um, yeah. yes, anyway. They need a love-in. The they need note. like an intervention, I reckon. Totally, just, totally. Yeah, give them a cut. Come on, just have a cuddle, guys, and yeah, just cuddle it, cuddle, out. Hug it out. a cup of coffee, bit of chocolate cake. That's You'll it. be right. Yeah. Yeah. World peace, guys. Yeah. Come on. That's it. <laughs> So, yeah, so since then, um, since the start, there's been many, many experiments. We've been spoken about tiny squid being sent up, little mm-hmm. tardigrades Tardigrades, being sent yes, up. yep. Um, they've grown flowers. They've grown um, salads, vegetables, and eaten them. Yep. They've had the uh, a man, uh, Dr. Uh, Kelly, he spent a year in space year, to see yes. what the effects would be. Yep. Uh, we've had several women in space, which is awesome. Yep. Um, you know, there's been many firsts and many um, achievements that the space station has achieved, or the, the astronauts and um, has and cosmonauts have achieved for sure. Yep. So, okay, so why is the space station being retired, you ask? Sad. Tears. <laughs> Tears. I think it's actually, from what I've read, it's inevitable because unfortunately, yes. it is getting old. It's getting a bit it long is in the tooth. Worn yes. out. Yeah. yeah, it's getting very expensive to maintain. Mm. And did you know that over time, there's been a bacteria, a buildup of bacteria and fungi oh. and other organisms because it's. I assume that not everything is sterilized and put under radiation, whatever, as you go yeah. up. Well, and it's inevitable if you get humans breathing that. Yes. You know, you're going to get stuff coming out of the body and landing on surfaces well, and things. that's so. an easy fix. Like most places just have a cleaning company that comes and does, you know, daily cleaning. Couldn't space they just... Space cleaning. Space cleaning. There's a yeah. business. <laughs> space you know cleaners. What? Put that under your hat for later, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> we clean your space so you don't have to. <laughs> that's it. I need one of those in my space anyway. When you need a clean space. Sorry, I'll stop now. <laughs> anyway, so yes, over time, bacteria and fungi, other microbes have built up inside the ISS and it's not like you can actually open the window to air it out unfortunately the air has to be recycled and whatever's there is there the issue is that they're able to thrive on electronics and other other Ah, surfaces and so things begin to deteriorate and um, it's a bit of a problem in that way another issue is that um, well since the ISS orbits are at around 400 kilometers above the earth there's actually still quite a lot of oxygen many oxygen atoms um, at that height. And um, the oxygen atoms are oxidizing and they're actually causing corrosion to the outside of the space station. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. They travel pretty fast. So I didn't know that was, yeah, kilometers that was a thing. Per yeah. second. So, yes. you know, if you've ever had the pleasure of seeing the ISS through a telescope or even with the naked eye, you'll see how quickly it passes, you know. Yes. You'll yep. just see how quickly it passes. So it's very fast. And, yes, yeah. so... Because it's in a pretty high orbit, but it's not the highest orbit, is it? No, it's yeah. it's actually still within Earth's, uh, yeah. you know, 
uh, what do you call it? atmosphere. Type yes, that's thing. right. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's it's not like out in space. It's yes. still the gravitational pull. Like if you just if they didn't uh, use the thrusters to adjust every now and then, it, it would literally fall to Earth Back to by Earth. itself. Yes, yeah. So they're always keeping an eye on that. There yep. are people on the ground actually. I guess you could say flying it. Flying it, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're always adjusting and and yep. keeping a check on that. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Unfortunately, oxidation is becoming a bit of a problem. They actually have to um, pa- patch it up, especially when you've got docking and undocking of mm-hmm. um, other vehicles that come along. We know yes. of Elon Musk's little vehicles that go on. Yeah, Dragon capsules are Dragons always going there. And, Possibly and, uh, a starship in the next couple of years well, might dock. Yeah. That would be something to see. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, it causes cracks and leaks and they have mm. to be repaired, you know. So um, not to mention little bits of, you know, space junk and things yes. getting, you know, hitting the space station and, and all of that. I mean, yeah. I think they've had a few close calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of times they've had danger. to go into their own little lockdown, that's you know, it. go to the safest spaces just in case. Yeah, that's there have been it. debris so, warnings. Yeah. That's right. So de- debris does affect the outside as well. So over yeah. time, this has really taken a toll on space station. And the fact that they'll be able to do, keep it up there for another 10 years is is great. Obviously, they've got a plan to keep it all yeah. You know, together, so that it's not like it's going to fall apart any minute, but it yeah. is wearing down. <laughs> yeah. And NASA estimates that um, they'll actually, when the space station is out of commission, they'll actually be saving between one point three and one point eight billion dollars. Absolutely, it's it's so an expensive operation. A lot of yeah. money, and yeah. they hope to spend that on other missions, which would I think will go a long way for that. Yeah, I think we'd be looking probably at the moon as that as where they're directing their efforts a lot now. Yeah, and that would make yeah. more sense because it's in a more stable environment and, you know, yeah. they. I guess there's more factors that they can take into consideration and protective measures that they can take, yeah. you know, rather than something hurtling through space all yes, the time. Yes, yeah. And we yeah. definitely know that the Gateway Station, that's, mm. that's the space station that will be eventually in the, like, I don't know how long it will take, but that's what yeah. they plan to do is put one in orbit of the moon. That's right. And that's going to be a space station that's used for moon landing. So That's right. But, you know, like now Starship right now is the actual lander, the, la- the human landing system chosen by um, NASA. Yes. So when that eventually does happen, it would uh, dock with the station. Uh, so, no, sorry. The, um, the Yeah, it would dock with the station an Orion capsule would also dock with the station, I think. Mm-hmm. Then they'd transfer to Starship and then land. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. And that, this is, they're hoping that will be a commonplace thing, which would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's just mind blowing. Like, I'm just Absolutely. going to the yeah. moon. I'll be there for a few uh, weeks. Yeah. I'll be back, you know, after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything? You want me to get anything on the way? Yeah, <laughs> Did yeah. They bring anything yeah. back? Yeah. yeah. Is there anything on the rocks? way to the moon? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Space anyway. McDonald's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That'll be interesting. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> yeah. So how are we, how are they going to retire? So firstly, they're going to remove all the items that can be saved. I'm sure there's heaps of instruments in there that sure. they, they don't want to break up. Yeah. Then the operators on the ground will use the thrusters to control its descent and put it on a course onto its final destination where it will crash into the sea on Earth. Now before they do that they actually have to take a few things into consideration so they're going to be actually preparing maneuvers as soon as 2026 wow so they've actually got to think about the um timing of the deorbiting um with the activity of the sun so solar flares etc because high solar activity can actually expand earth's atmosphere and Uh. cause more drag to the iss on the way down 
They've got to also um, alert authorities in charge of flights and shipping in the area, which is um, they will be contacting Chile and New Zealand and Tahiti due to the proximity of the crash site. Mm -hmm. So they've got to let them know if there are bits flying down, they've got to watch out for. They don't want any planes or ships being hit by anything. Yeah. So where are they landing? Uh, They're landing in an area of the South Pacific called the Ocean Uninhabited Area which is apparently the Earth's most remote spot from people. Good idea. Makes sense. Yep. It's 3,000 miles from the coast of New Zealand and 2,000 miles north of Antarctica. It's so far from the land that sometimes the closest humans are actually the people on the ISS. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're only about uh, 400 kilometers high. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Um, And... That's actually 227 nautical miles because I spoke in miles earlier. So there we are. So it's actually the safest place for this kind of debris to land. And this is not the first piece of large piece of space, I guess you can call it junk, that is going to be landing. Um, There's been 263 pieces of debris which has already been placed in that area, Mm -hmm. including the Russians. Space Mir. station, yep. and the old Skylab that yes, Skylab, that's right, as yeah, well. yep. yep. So yeah, um, yeah, watch out around 2030. Watch yep. your head. Get an umbrella. Space station <laughs> is coming down. Yes. Yeah, um, the yeah. the space station. I mean, the the benefits of it because uh, I know the cost is really high, but it has benefited science and Definitely. medicine. Uh, and research, you know, crops, you know, like the ability yep. to grow crops, things like that in Technology, significant ways, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, there's been a lot that has come. I mean, any of all of the space um, technology that's been developed from the beginning to now, including all the experimentation and everything they've discovered on the space station has benefited, benefited humanity greatly. I mean, you've yeah. got a little phone in your hand that is more is a lot smarter than the Apollo landing <laughs> mission, right. you yeah. know. Yep. So, um yeah, it it has benefit. It's definitely worth having, you know, this kind of thing. And it's not that it's going to be the end of um space stations as such because they they're thinking that commercial entities will now take That's over right. this yep. sector. So NASA will be on hand obviously to help them out, you know, probably as with astronauts and whoever whatever they need and yep. you know advice on technology and all of that stuff. But NASA will no longer be running a space uh, station yep. itself. Yeah. Can I say, uh, and I, I've seen this before, and, and this I actually like this theory. I'm going on about Starship. I'm, I'm raving about Starship, right? Yeah. But um, they've said that Starship has about as much volume as the International Space Station. It's huge. And it would make sense yeah. to just You'd throw- You'd have to. You could throw a couple of Starships up there. I mean, yeah. you could use it to bring up Space Station parts and true, whatever else. True. However, a, spa- a Starship itself, because they, they're, they're going to be variants. You've got a fuel tanker variant. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a human landing system variant mm-hmm. for landing on the moon. Mm-hmm. They'll have variants for, you know, obviously for, you know, dropping cargo into orbit, variants for going to Mars. Mars so the, yeah, you need the it possibilities, to be large. Yeah. yeah, the possibilities are, are limitless with what Starship could do. And it could be, you know, you could convert a couple of them into, you know, floating space labs totally. that could sit there in orbit and, you know, be there, you know, as a as a space station. Yeah. You know, I've seen um, theories where starships, once they land on Mars or on the moon, could simply be left there permanently and mm. be converted into, you know, into living areas as well. There's all, yeah, yeah there's um, all kinds of possibilities with that too. 
I'm a bit of a Starship fan. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And just as a side note too, Japan has recently launched their own space station up there and yep. recently got it started. I think Russia wants to put in their own space station. So yeah, it's or not is the Russia going to do a joint station. one with China? Because China yeah. has put one up and I heard I've that heard they were both. going to join. I've, yeah. Yeah. I've heard both that they're going to join China and that they're also going to do their own. Have their so own. Yeah. Watch this space. We'll see what happens here. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. what you did there. Watch yeah. this space. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unintended uh, pun. Yeah. One question I have that you can't answer right now, but one question I have is, uh, so 10 years from now, there's going to be a lot more satellites in orbit of Earth. So oh my gosh, SpaceX, yeah. for example, you know, with their Starlink project, oh, the plan yeah. is to have 30,000 satellites in orbit of Earth. They've so already got a billion up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've got a thousand and something, yeah. which, which is already really significant. Mm. So maneuvering the space station so that and there's also space debris, all kind. Yeah. You know, it's pretty messy up there. I think it's the issue of height. So you would put them at yeah. different heights. You'd have satellites at one height. You'd have the space station at another height. Yeah, they're all different heights. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, what's that movie? Um, Sandra Bullock should be. They'll oh, yeah, end up yes. having to jump from one thing yeah, to the other to, another, to avoid yeah. it. Totally doable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I'm thinking when they deorbit the um the space station, it's going to have to go through uh, those different heights. Good point. Actually, it's uh, interesting. What. Yeah. Height is the space station. What height are those satellites? That would be from memory. It's in a higher orbit yeah. than the most. Yeah, because yeah. Starlink does deorbit satellites often. Like yeah. sometimes they don't work properly. Or yeah. the recent one, they had to deorbit. Was it forty of them because of a solar or uh, a geomagnetic storm which damaged them and uh, put them into safe mode and they couldn't yeah. be they couldn't be restarted. So. And the yeah. thing with those, they're so small that they would actually burn up on reentry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The reason why we have to crash space station is because it's so large and yeah. you know, so it's got to be a controlled um, landing if you like. Yeah. So, yeah. It would be great if they could recover some pieces and put it on display in a museum somewhere. Well, I thought that and then I'd read that it's most likely that it's all just debris, like debris. really broken yeah. up debris. It'd just and, be junk, yeah. Yeah, and and I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be nice you could dive down there? But I hardly think they're going to yeah. be intact, you know, yeah. so perhaps It'd be, be, be a pretty violent impact when it hits the yeah. earth as well, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. And they yeah. and they did say that it they do sink right to the bottom. It's not uh, like they yep. float around and... Um, yeah. yeah. Bobbing along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. Bed dogs yeah. and broomsticks. <laughs> yeah, I know that popped into my head. Yeah, uh, the last yeah. thing again, uh, going back to Starship, is that uh, Elon Musk did an update during the week, and before the update, they actually stacked uh, Starship oh, onto yes. the booster, and they use they they're calling them chopsticks. That's the joke, right? But yeah. they, they've created these giant arms on their on their tower on their launch tower, and uh, it picks up Starship. Um, you know the the second stage. And it puts it on top of the booster, and the idea is that this will be the go. Like it'll, it'll just be a continuous process. So cool. Yeah, it he was talking amazing. about. Yeah, he was talking about eventually having three launches a day, and yes. a yeah, booster would land, aim. and the booster could be refueled and restacked within yep. an hour, yep. and 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 launch another starship. And because he yep. he said they need lots of them, yep. like lots of starships, if they're even thinking about colonizing Mars. Oh, definitely, because yeah. you know the first people that go there are going to need supplies. You can't just drop people off at Mars, No, can there's you? going to have to be something set up it for them already be because exactly. it's going to be very, very dangerous. Uh, yeah. You know, it's going to be a very difficult thing. There's yeah, so I mean, many things to take into consideration. Oh, yeah, there's a billion yeah. considerations, yeah. yeah, considering no one has actually been there as well. That's you're right. You're relying on scientific measurements of a yeah. couple of rovers and satellites to... Yeah, well, the rovers yeah. are fine. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, no, I mean, there's radiation, there's no oxygen, yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, yeah. water, there's, I mean, just there's so many things that Mars doesn't have that Earth does that yeah. allows us to live, you know. Yeah, and I think so. going to the moon is supposed to be the preparation mm. in a couple of ways. Firstly, for life in space, living on another another body, yes. yeah. uh, another planetary body, but then also as a gateway to launch missions to um, yeah. to Mars as well True. from the moon. But Mars is such a long distance. Like it's, a, I think it's about a six-month trip. Yeah, six to nine months, depending on how fast you're going. Yeah, yeah. And, and only every two years can you go. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you'd have to. That's right. Everything yeah. would have to align. But the thing is, the the impact on the human body staying in space for such mm. a long time. Coming from the ISS, if you see that when um they land back down in Kazakhstan, you'll see that they actually have to be helped to stand yes. up because yeah. their body, um, like, you know, they've, they've, they've been in space for so long that the conditions have changed their body and they're not actually, you know, they're kind, not atrophy as such, but they've been very effective, so, affected, so it's hard to function properly. Yeah. I want to know who the people on the other side are going to be who helps them. Like, is there going to be maybe an area in space where they settle for a while mm. and maybe their bodies adjust. I mean, all these things need to be so many considerations. taken into consideration, yeah. you know. So where while it is exciting, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff yeah. that, that needs to be figured out first. A million considerations, so yeah. That's it. And the moon yeah. is not that far from Earth. So, you know, maybe someone who's spent time on the space station can go to the moon and yes. see what it's like to... Pioneer the way, yep. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, anyway. eat, some, eat some cheese, you know. That's yeah. a Wallace and, Wallace and Gromit. Sorry, <laughs> can't help myself. All Many right. references today. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I mean, we could keep going on about space travel. We love it's it so much. It's just great yeah. to think yeah. about, yeah. isn't it? It's fun yeah. to think about. It's brilliant. Let Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash Oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders. And thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest.